We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app afternoon and thank you for being with us at 606 at 1063 word glad you're with us today where we have of course uh the Upstate's talk station available at 106.3 FM in the Greenville-Spartanburg area. We got uh, a 101.5 FM in Anderson, 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, and, of course, 1063WORD.com just about everywhere. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307, 71307. It is Thanksgiving Eve, and we hope that uh, things are proceeding nicely in uh, your location at uh, whatever method and means you have at your disposal. Texter says, uh, Jimbo, I watched the Pennsylvania hearings. Everything Rudy said he had, he had. Proof was presented of massive voter fraud. I tend to believe he has the same evidence en masse in uh, the other states, too. Pennsylvania is in, in an uproar. Uh, Tracy P. from Gaffney. I would certainly hope so, and I would hope that every potential legal avenue is being pursued by the president. There was a certification of the presidential vote in Pennsylvania, and of course now a judge in Pennsylvania has ruled an end to a certification if it's if something is not already certified. At the moment, that is being appealed by the state attorney general, but at the moment it would appear that does not apply to the presidential election in Pennsylvania in view of the fact that that has been certified. There may be some down-ballot races for various lesser offices in Pennsylvania that would be affected by this, and again, that ruling itself is subject to an appeal by the Pennsylvania Attorney General. So at this juncture, we don't know where we stand. We know that the effort is being made, and that's about the best we can do right now. In answer to the question of the day, a texter wants to know, is it appropriate to call Biden Jim Crow Joe? Why not? Go right ahead. Feel free. Uh, If you like, you can call him the Jim Crow Joe of the United States, maybe. That'll make it sound more official. So, uh, oh, this uh, regarding that question about the uh, the uh, ham radio connection between Vietnam and the states here. Uh, Texter says, Jim, that radio service in Nam was called Mars Military Amateur Radio Service. 
remember it well. Yes, uh, I do too. I didn't remember what the acronym stood for, Military Amateur Radio Service. That was back, oh, there were satellites back then, but there was not widespread availability of satellite linkage. There was no Internet. Yes, young people, there was a period when there was no Internet. And that's right, we all had to keep our muskets clean in Vietnam. But, uh, yeah, and and I did get to use that service at one time. Needless to say, there was uh, quite an interest. At the time I was there, just about at the time of the biggest U.S. troop concentration uh, in Vietnam, I was there from May of 67 to May of 68. That was just about at the time of the, the peak of U.S. Uh, uh, troop strength in Vietnam, that was uh, including the Tet Offensive which, uh, by the way, was offensive. But uh, I remember using the uh, uh, amateur radio hookup to speak to uh, my parents, and that was that was important. It meant a lot to me, and I'm glad that we had that. And I'm glad that today there are other, much more immediately available uh, ways of connecting back home here. Texter says the military amateur radio service is still used today. Interesting. Interesting. Did not uh, Did not know that. Sounds like something out of a, a bygone era, if you will. It's uh, 610 at 106.3 WORD. And uh, I'm wondering how many of you are, well, let's say, maybe not pleased about our current circumstances, but, but if you can't have the family together, might this not be the best year not to have your family together. We can talk about that here uh, in a few minutes. Uh, right now, Ron in Spartanburg checks in with us tonight as we return to the great pie dispa- debate. Uh, good afternoon, Ron. Hey, Jim. I hope oh, you're having a wonderful Yes, evening. sir. Well, yes, sir. I certainly uh, am. Looking forward to a Thanksgiving. Uh, I am also. I, I wanted to uh, just make a, a quick comment here. I've been listening to uh, WORD for a couple months now, and I mm-hmm. wanted to uh, congratulate you on an, uh, an even-handed, uh, very uh, logical uh, commentation uh, on your shows. Thank you. I, in all in all honesty, if immodesty, I think we do a good job at WORD, and I've I've listened to a lot of talk radio around the country. This is a pretty fine station. Okay, well, anyway, on the great pie debate, uh, yeah, I've listened for the last uh, a few hours, and I haven't heard anybody mention mincemeat pie. You're right, mincemeat pie did not come up, but. Please uh, use this as your opportunity to do just that. Well, I love mincemeat pie, so uh, that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, And I just want to go uh, back to the past and uh, and, uh, relate a story about uh, my grandfather loved uh, apple pie uh, a la mode. And uh, every uh, holiday, uh, we had all the family over, and uh, my mother would cook uh, him an apple pie, and put a big, uh, a big uh, dollop of uh, vanilla ice cream on it. Yeah, pie a la mode. Yeah, yeah. So my, my uh, uh, late the, the late father-in-law liked like to... a slice of cheese on his apple pie. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, 
this is the first time I ever heard you were in Vietnam. And uh, I've had a friend of mine ask me, and, and I've, asked, I've tried to ask all my buddies that were in Vietnam, but a lot of them are gone now, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, he's been asking, uh, did you have a standard issue M16? Well, I had an M16, uh, standard issue. I guess it was standard issue. I had a selector switch on my M16. Today they've got a thing called the, the three-round burst. We did not have the three-round burst. I had a semi-automatic, one squeeze of the trigger, one round fired, or full auto. Those were my only options. The three-round burst was something that I heard about years later, which thought at the time always struck me, you know, a three-round burst is a great idea because some guys would, of course, get all panicky and spray and pray, uh, and that's a great way to, to use up your, your magazines, whereas uh, uh, the three-round burst, you know, bap, 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 uh, if you are halfway decent at aiming, one of those is likely to hit the other, the other guy. So uh, I always wish I'd had the three-round burst option, but I didn't. Well, uh, and I definitely understand uh, that was uh, that was an option that was uh, on uh, a lot of the uh, military uh, weapons all the way back, uh, you know, before World War II. But here's the question that he has specifically mm -hmm. asked me. Right. He has asked me uh, as far as uh, what magazine sizes and how many were issued to you for your M16. Oh, uh, I certainly didn't have a banana clip. I had the standard uh, magazine. I, I forget what that was, a 20-round mag? I forget. Uh, and, yes, you're and I correct. Had, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, at various times I had, I had at, at times I had so many magazines I could hardly walk uh, because there's nothing <laughs> quite as comfortable as having a lot of ammo. A lot of ammo makes you feel really secure. But uh, I never had a banana clip. I've heard that they jammed. But I never had a banana clip for mine. That's the long magazine for those who don't know. So, well, I, I understand that, and I know the twenty round magazine was a standard issue. But uh, yeah. he was he also asked in addition to that how many you're normally uh -huh. carried. So, uh, oh, when I was out in the field, gosh, I, I'd hate to to think I don't know seven or eight or something. I'm, I'm just, it's hard to remember. Well, that sounds about right. I had them right. stuck in. I, you know, we, those those jungle fatigues had pockets up and down your legs, and I had them stuck everywhere. And honestly, my mobility was severely cut back, but I was a walking armory. <laughs> uh, well, I understand. So there was no really, uh, there was no really quantity of magazines. That it was, uh, it was up to you what you wanted to take well, out. It was a there, fixed right? amount. It was what you wanted and what you what was available. I mean, you know, sometimes we we wanted more magazines and there weren't any more available. You got everything you could get. I mean, so yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. listen. Uh, again, uh, I, I wish all you, uh, you, you, your family, and all your uh, listeners a wonderful Thanksgiving. And to those in California and all the other states that uh, that have uh, right. implemented right. restrictions, I, right. I, I wish you uh, uh, 24 uh, family members to attend your Thanksgiving dinner. Well, there you go, Ron. Thank you very much. We're overdue for a break. It's now 6.16.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Six twenty-two at one zero six three W O R D, and we have a call from Rick in Spartanburg. Hi, Rick. Hi, how you doing, Jimbo? I'm well, thank you. Uh, just had a quick question. I just want to get your opinion. In the last four years, I've been watching the media attack Donald Trump like he was the devil. I mean, it was just absolutely atrocious. I've never seen anything like that before in my lifetime. But I'm sitting looking at it now. And I believe that they've overexposed themselves. It, it seems that they've let, this is just my opinion, that those who exposed themselves, and I don't know if they'll ever recover from that. So I'm going to get off here and just listen to what your opinion is about that. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Well, I happen to think that the, a lot of the media is going to be uh, uh, under severe attack. I think that you're going to see uh, a number of uh, media outlets that are in severe danger. Uh, there are rumors that CNN is for sale, and there is rumor a rumor that Donald Trump might be interested in buying it and changing it into TNN, the Trump News Network. Now, that's only a rumor. But, uh, yeah, the, the short answer is yes, there's a lot of distrust in the media. That, that That's quite true. Did you hear the comment made by one noted politician uh, yesterday? Did, did you... He, he he hung up to listen to my remarks. Okay, well, I'll just repeat for those who missed this. This politician says the press has taken on a nastier tone when dealing with Donald Trump. The way they questioned President Trump at some of these press conferences is, I've just never heard that tone with the president. There should be a certain decorum when dealing with the office of the president. And to quote this individual again, there are reporters who just are unprofessional, don't know the facts, and ask really biased questions. You want to say, well, I don't like the president and I disrespect him. I know, but it's still the office of the president. Those statements made by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, standing up for President Trump, interestingly enough, of course, doing it uh, far too late have any impact on the election as far as he's concerned. It's uh, well after the election. I wonder if he had noted that at the time and if he had ever felt compelled to say so at the time. But uh, to my knowledge, he did not. And I'm pretty sure that we would all know had, in fact, he ever said anything like that because uh, we, we would never have forgotten it. But now that it's over with, yes, he is suddenly uh, very upset. He, Andy Cuomo, very upset with the media. That's <laughs> lovely to hear. Thanks a lot, Andy. Appreciate that. Other uh, texts here this afternoon at the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 
71307 at uh, 625. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Jimbo, thank you for your service to this great country. God bless you, sir. Thank you, and and God bless you as well. I was uh, one of many who who served, and uh, that was uh, an interesting period of my life, May of 67 to May of 68, including the Tet Offensive on January the 31st of uh, 1968, which, uh, by the way, uh, there's the common mythology that uh, we were totally surprised by the Tet Offensive. I was in military intelligence, and we were not even totally surprised. We knew something was coming. The extent of the attacks, that was somewhat of a surprise, but we were well aware of the fact that the enemy was massing forces around various provincial capitals and near Saigon, the national capital. And I remember being on guard duty that night, and it got to around 1, 1.30 in the morning, and I'm thinking, well, where are they? And then in came the uh, the 240-millimeter rockets, and I thought, well, here we are. And uh, there we were. But uh, uh, we certainly were aware that there was going to be something. We knew the, the importance of the Tet Lunar New Year in Vietnam, and we saw the movement of the uh, the Vietnam units. And, yeah, it was clear that they had something planned. And the only surprise that we had was the extent of it. And even that wasn't all that much of a surprise. For the record, by the way, the North Vietnamese used the Viet Cong as cannon fodder. They destroyed the Viet Cong, the the uh, 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 native uh, fighters for the communist cause. The Viet Cong was never a factor in uh, the Vietnamese war after uh, Tet of 1968. From that point on, the battle was fought almost entirely between the United States and South Vietnamese forces and uniformed North Vietnamese forces. The Viet Cong were sent out to be destroyed by the North Vietnamese. Uh, uh, They would hand a kid a stick and tell him to go run at U.S. positions, and the U.S. would uh, fire flares and see people running at them, and they would gun them down with our machine guns. And then the North Vietnamese, the ones with the AK-47s, then they uh, they would simply watch where the tracers came from, and they would know where our positions were. And the fact that a lot of these these Viet Cong were were kids—I mean, they were some of them were you know, ten, eleven, twelve years old for Pete's sake—didn't matter to the North Vietnamese. Uh, they were uh, a pack of savages, and uh, the government of North Vietnam is uh, still that way to a considerable extent. A texter here says that they dislike Andrew Cuomo. I won't go into the full details of how much they dislike him, but they dislike him. I do find it interesting that Cuomo suddenly finds media bias, and he found that yesterday. He found that on uh, on November the 23rd of 2020. Gosh, Andy, you did not see anything before that? Just checking. Okay, Jimbo... uh, no one has mentioned taking a nap after the big Thanksgiving feast, then waking up and eating again. No, no one has mentioned that. I have personally done that. I can assure you that, that, that after a Thanksgiving nap and the big feast, I have awakened and I have eaten a little bit. Even I, and I can have a prodigious appetite at times, even I can't eat very much after the big feast and the nap. That's uh <laughs> That's a stretch, okay? Anyway, let's see here. Uh, uh, Texture says, uh, way back when, Big Jim, cornbread, pinto bean pie, and it was good, I'm just saying. Cornbread, pinto bean pie. Well, that does sound good. 
All right, we've got more to come because, after all, uh, it's only uh, 629 at 106.3 WORD. So we'll pause ever so briefly. Stay with us. And a good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for joining us. It's 24 before 7 o'clock, and after the 7 o'clock news, Mark Levin will be with us. And uh, earlier, a caller had asked about this, and we have hopped around over so many different topics this afternoon that I never got back to what they had asked about, and that was the benefits that are available to former members of Congress. So let me give you what uh, I've been able to find uh, about that. Uh, a sitting member of Congress earns a salary of 174000 a year. That ends when he or she is no longer in office, but depending on when the member was elected, that person does receive a pension, access to a 401k type of retirement account, and in many cases, Social Security benefits. Members of Congress started paying into Social Security in 1984, okay? The benefits are generally the same as what other federal employees would receive. Members are eligible for a pension at age 62 if they've served five years or more in Congress. Now then, if you've served longer than that, you become eligible at an earlier age. So it's a sliding scale. Okay. Uh, there are two types of pension plans. The Civil Service Retirement System, which was offered to members of Congress elected before 1984. And there's the plan that replaced it, the Federal Employees Retirement System, which was offered to members elected after 1984. The uh, earlier one is slightly more generous than the new one. Uh, given that members of Congress started contributing to Social Security in 1984, the uh, newer plan, the current plan, was designed to supplement Social Security retirement benefits for members of Congress. Under uh, both systems, the size of a congressional pension depends on how long the member has been in service, uh, that is to say, in Congress, and a percentage of the average of their three highest years of pay. I know this is getting into the weeds a bit here. There are uh, currently 611 retired members of Congress with federal pensions. Now, for those who were under that earlier plan, the more plan, the average pension was $74,000 a year. Those under this latest plan since 1984, the average pension is $41,000 a year. Now, whether or not a member of Congress resigns, retires, or is voted out does not affect his or her pension. The only way that a member of Congress can be denied a pension is if he or she was convicted of a felony committed while in office. Some of those felonies would include bribery, perjury, racketeering, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., and acting as an agent of a foreign official. All right. Members of Congress and other federal employees also have access to the Thrift Savings Plan, which is uh, similar to a 401k program. In uh, 2018, employees were allowed to make voluntary contributions up to $18,500. The government will match the contribution of up to 5% of pay uh, for those covered by this. This does not exist under the old plan, the before 1984 plan. And again, maybe I'm giving you more than you want to know here. So anyway, there is a formula out there. But uh, the, the basic question, I suppose, in terms of pensions... The question was about health care benefits, and I uh, I don't have anything specific about that. But in terms of pensions, 
I can tell you that if you were retired before 1984, the average pension is $74,000 a year under the plan in effect since 1984. The average congressional pension is $41,000 a year, and there are currently now uh, 611 people who are uh, are getting a congressional pension. So it's uh, not a bad deal. It's not uh, certainly as, uh, as a sweetheart as some of you may have thought it was, but uh, that's where we stand in that regard. 20 minutes now before 7 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. And I have wondered if we had to have a pandemic, if this wasn't the best year to do it. You're not going to be seeing some people but after the acrimony that exists in this country over the election, you have to wonder if maybe this was the year to not be seeing certain people face-to-face. Uh, seriously, I mean, you've all got that, that one person who seems to be out of sync with the, the views in your family. And uh, this is a year of such acid rhetoric that you could almost count on somebody opening their big yap and and ruining the Thanksgiving gathering. Yeah, you can still do that, certainly, on Zoom, but I guess it just seems to have less sting to me, honestly. Uh, There are certain people I know of that I'll not be seeing this year, and I'm very grateful for it, honestly, because somebody would just bring up the, the, the election. I have friends of mine and some family and who have other views than mine. And we have just decided that we're not going to talk politics. There's no point in it. It's not going to settle anything. It it will only upset your family. It's not as though the election outcome will be changed or even any minds will be changed. Any vote in that room would change. Not that that would change the outcome either. There's just no point in talking politics around some people. These are family. These are friends. These are people with whom you have a a relationship. You would like it to be the best that it can be. And there's no point in talking about stuff that is simply going to tear the family apart. So perhaps you disagree. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, or the uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line of 71307. 71307. 17 uh, before 7 o'clock here. Texters here. Uh, Jimbo, I wonder if Alcee Hastings of Florida, uh, he was a judge. I was, uh, uh, he was convicted of a felony, I believe, and was removed from the bench. Then he became a congressman. Uh, you are correct on all of that. Yes. I wonder if he is going to receive a pension. That's a good question. Uh, again, according to what I just uh, reported, if you were convicted of a felony, you would not get a congressional pension. But, of course, the fact that he was elected after being convicted, uh, you can do that. There have been people who have, by the way, been behind bars who have run for re-election and won. That, that is allowed. There are restrictions on receiving a pension, but no restrictions on being elected. You're going to be a member of uh, the House. You're going to be 25 and a U.S. citizen. Member of the Senate, you've got to be 30 and a U.S. citizen. Uh, president, you've got to be 35, a natural-born citizen, and so many years a resident of the country. But that's it. 
Uh, otherwise, if you meet those qualifications and you get enough votes, then you're in office. Is that flawed? Probably. Of course, uh, the idea that the founders had in mind was that if you got into a hyper-partisan era, then you could find people who would uh, be conveniently convicted of this or that crime to make them ineligible for office. And that was the last thing the founders wanted. Did this open up a can of worms? Probably. It's not our major topic of discussion right now, but it's not a good thing, what we're talking about here. But, uh, yeah, uh, in the case of Alcee Hastings of Florida, he was a judge. He was convicted of a felony, was removed from the bench. He did then run for Congress and was elected. Will he receive a pension? Uh, actually, I think you had to be convicted of a felony committed while you were in office. I'll go back and, and check those benefits here again in a second, but uh, uh, maybe he would receive a pension. All right. Stay with us. More to come. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD. And delighted to have you with us on this Thanksgiving Eve. We're now at 15 before 7 p.m. Glad to be with you today. It's 11 minutes now before 7 o'clock. But I want to answer the texter who wanted to know about Alcee Hastings, who was uh, convicted of a felony as a judge, then ran for and was elected to Congress. Would he receive a pension? And uh, the answer is uh, you could be denied a pension for felonies you committed while in Congress. So I believe that in the case of Alcee Hastings, he would be eligible for a congressional pension. There might be some penalties accruing to him receiving a pension from his time as a judge, but not, I gather, from his time as uh, as a member of Congress, if he kept his nose clean. All righty, it's uh, 10 minutes before 7. Here's Ron in uh, Moore. Hello, Ron. Hey, Jim. How you doing? I just Fine, uh, calling quick. I, I just wanted to uh, make a comment. Uh, the last statement that you said and talking about family and stuff and talking about politics and stuff, uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I could tell you a couple stories, but my sister, my oldest sister lives in Massachusetts and I, she's older and she's 76 years old. And I call her, check on her and stuff uh, a couple times uh-huh. a week and right. she'll start talking, uh, Every time she'll bring up politics because she knows that I'm a Trump supporter and she hates Trump and stuff. And uh, of course, so you know, she does it to deliberately Jesus. rag on you. She does it to deliberately I, rag on you. You're you're calling well, to be polite, and she's deliberately poking ribs. You know, honestly, I think that would have a lot to do with how many times I called her back. Yeah, well. I called her back, and I told her, I said, listen, if you keep talking this and saying that, she says, well, you're down there in the south, and she says, you know, you don't, you don't watch the news on TV. I said, no, I get all my, all my information and news from WORD in Greenville. She said, on talk radio, they don't know what they're talking about. And I'm there, really? I said, I feel like telling her. You don't know what you're talking about, you know. Be sure, but, uh, be sure anyway. to tell your sister about the Radio.com app, Ron, so that she can listen to us as well. Yeah. Well, she, she's so <laughs> adamant about and hates Trump so bad. And I said, what do you hate about? She said, I can't stand the way he talks, and I can't stand the way, stand the way he looks. And I mean, 
Is that what you uh, <laughs> well, how, how truly, how truly informed of her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, that was one story. But my my son, you yeah. know, he, he lives over in Greenville, and uh, has a great wife, my grandkids, and his uh-huh. father-in-law uh-huh. is an adamant person like that. And you wouldn't believe him, my son did. He uh, he invited him over. His of- in-laws over for. Sorry. Where you're beating up, yeah. Uh, but and, anyway, uh, best to your son and even to your sister. Okay, uh, to Sarah in Greenville now. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Are you there? Um, I wanted yeah, I to. Am here. I, you're kind of, well, go ahead. I wanted to mention a conversation that y'all had had earlier in the show about. Um, what will happen if Joe Biden is inaugurated and people don't think that he was legitimately elected, at least those on our side of the chasm. And the thing that right. that has really struck me as a problem is the future as far as people being motivated to vote. Um, I've already seen it not only in acquaintances and friends, but in myself. If people think that basically you can stop the election about two o'clock in the morning and kind of count up what's needed and then stuff the ballot box or even worse, use Dominion software to choose your own candidate, you know, that's going to cause a lot of conservatives to throw up their hands and say, eh, why, why are we going to vote? And I think the demor- I think that's extremely demoralizing to the country, at least half the country, to believe that an election was stolen in the fashion that some people believe that it was stolen in. I agree with you completely. And again, uh, no one is suggesting that, that every vote is fraudulent. I mean, for example, look around you. All the Republicans who are elected to office, if in fact every vote was sure. fraudulent, there would not be a Republican vote cast anywhere in the country. It's important that people sure. realize we're talking about a problem, the full extent of which we do not fully understand, but that doesn't mean your vote doesn't count. That's a cop-out by people who just want to give up, and they shouldn't. Well, but again, if if you genuinely believe that the election was stopped in Nevada, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, and, you know, the votes were counted and then, you know, cartons of ballots came through uh, to elect Joe Biden, that's a (laughs) – that's sort of a conspiracy that's not compatible with Unless, and this is the other demoralizing well, it, it, thing. I understand, and I hope that we get to the bottom of it, and I certainly actually... hope that we, in, in fact, we're kind of short of time here. Sorry about that, Sarah. We're kind of short of time here, but just to summarize, yes, it is a problem. We need to get to the bottom of it. We need to find anybody who did this, and we need to prosecute them to the full extent of the law. Having said that, again, that's not an excuse to never cast an, a ballot or to assume that every vote is automatically tainted. no. There's no evidence of that. We wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for being a part of our wonderful WORD audience, for which I'm very thankful. Have a great evening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 